You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Super Bowl is on the line in Conference Championship Sunday, and it's time for the Pick'em Show. Hello once again, everybody. It is another edition of the Pick'em Show. The host of Welcome to Vangerville joins us once again since... His 49ers have not lost since he started doing the Pick'em Show with us. So he's here again to go through the games along with the lovely Kristen Ortiz, as always, helping me out. And I should say, there's a bit of a disclaimer at the top of the episode. The so-called breaking news about Tom Brady's retirement still hangs in the balance several hours after recording. So keep that in mind and enjoy the show. Kyrie. Good morning. Good morning, Kyrie. Good morning, all of the the dogs of the world. It's good morning, it's all of the dogs. <laughs> all of the dogs, people who put this on to make sure their dogs go to sleep. This is what people put that on to have their dogs go to sleep. That's exactly true. Right. I love that. I mean I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. It's as good as pink noise. Oh wow! Tom, and it's so funny. Did you see that? No. What? Tom Brady just announced his retirement. Uh, did Officially? He? Yeah. It's it says Tom Brady's retiring from football after 22 seasons. Wow. Aaron oh, Adam Adam. That's Schechter. what the uh, the notification was. All right. Well, breaking news to start the show. Tom Brady. Breaking news. Done. Hold on. Tom Brady's done. Dogs are, hold on. Breaking news. Kyrie's pissed Jeez. that Tom has retired. Uh, wow. Official. End of an era. Crazy. I, I was reading about it all morning that that it was coming. That his decision was imminent and it could be as soon as this week. And that Tom because he loves football so much and he respects kind of the process of having to build your team and get to the championship and all those Sorry. things that uh that the decision was gonna come probably sooner rather than later. No. And uh Tom. Yeah. I was just telling Kristen that he was probably looking to make the decision before like too much offseason stuff got underway so that the yeah. Bucks could go ahead and figure out what they want to do. So Yeah. It's official. Tom Brady has retired from the game of football after what twenty five seasons 22 or two so? seasons. Wow. Seven Super Bowls. Ten appearances, seven wins. End of an era. And and he should win MVP. He should. He probably won't. <laughs> they might give it to him now that uh, it's his last season. So it's possible. A tough way for his season for his career to end. I know. I think initially when he signed his two year deal, you know, I don't think he was like, "We're gonna go win the Super Bowl in the first season." Like I right. think he was giving himself some cushion. Like I know that we can get this team over the hump and get better, and then we'll be able to win it within two years. And then yeah. 
So to go out like this, like, does he really want to come back for another season where they have to retool, where they don't really know what the the offense is going to look like? Uh, you know, his God, family. Godwin probably won't be 100%. But yeah, he's got kids to raise. It's know? his family, I think. I think they, you know, he's 44 years old. The offensive line started to take some injuries. And then you kind of saw him getting hit a little. And Giselle don't want that. Yeah, plus he just launched his brady brand yep. he's got his like uh his nutritional training program TB12. yeah so he's got a lot of irons in the fire that aren't he has football. anything he could do he could take a break he could come yeah. back any network would pay him lucrative money to analyze the game you don't think he could do what tony romo does he like, could i don't degrees. i don't think he's going to i think he'll he may end up in some sort of coaching capacity down the line or he just stays away altogether because you know, like Romo and Breeze and these guys, I think they want to stay close to the game where it's like Tom has been doing this for 22 years at the highest level. Like he doesn't need to live vicariously through the broadcast booth. And no, I think but I, there's an element of I believe they're inside him of just the football love and the competitiveness. Yeah. And, and I think you can get away from that for a couple of years, but then he'll be that's why that's why I feel that he's going to end up coaching at some point. And Oddly enough, like the Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator, just signed as the head coach of the Giants. Mm. Yep. And he may be taking the quarterback coach, Ken Dorsey, with him to be the offensive coordinator. So someone I saw today on Twitter was joking that, like, hey, if Brady retires, you could use him as the Bills offensive coordinator. Mm. And I said, hey, you know what? That would be an interesting full circle career path. Yeah, he definitely take, needs a break. He's going to he take a break yeah. before that. Yeah, he'll probably stay away for something like five years or so, and then he may even coach like high school football or something. Like yeah, that. he's going to kids are around, his kids are around his kid. that age. So, what about ownership? Is that a possibility to keep him in it? Maybe in the XFL. <laughs> maybe he, he doesn't have the kind of money to buy an NFL team, but him and some partners could get together and maybe make that happen down the stretch. But there's some openings for him to invest in the XFL as they grow. Like, I think they're only going to have what eight teams to start. Yeah. So he's going to take a break. He will. And reevaluate and spend time with his family. It's going to unretire in two seasons. I'm sad that he, that it went out. He went out like that. Yeah, me too. Just because it was like, yeah, the offensive line got totally beat up. The defense was playing together for like the first time all season. Uh, you know, he lost a bunch of his offensive weapons. Fuck the Rams. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not I'm more mad now. No, that's not the first game on deck. So, right. No, no. What, what is the first game? Bengals at Chiefs. What time is that game? 12. Mm -hmm. 12 p.m. Pacific time. The Bengals yep. at the Chiefs in a rematch of what week sixteen or 17? 17, yeah. 17, 16, one of those. Yeah, they played near the end of the season. The Chiefs got up fourteen nothing in that game and ended up uh, getting beat on what the last play of the game. Yeah, after, Chase after had, a weird penalty. Chase yeah, and Chase had what three touchdowns, two sixty six. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to stop him. I doubt they stop him this time. But uh, well, good I, thing they have the good thing they're going to have math now. Because if they didn't, he was not. They were not going to stop. Him. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they did. A, they did a good job against the Bills, but Chase is looking to take the top off the defense all the time, and they have a good receiving core over there. So yeah, you, I mean, if you dedicate they, too many resources to guarding Chase, Boyd and Higgins are going to. No, yeah, I think Higgins has a big game because uh, you have to dedicate to people to Chase. Um, 
Uzoma has been playing well in those spots too. Fantastic. I think he had like six or seven catches last week. So everything points to the Chiefs winning this game. Yeah, seventy percent. That means you pick the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happened. But no, I I think this this game's closer than people are going to think it is. I mean, the Chiefs are up. This is seven and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, big spread. It's down to seven, is what I see. But the Chiefs are minus three sixty. Bengals plus two eighty five over under a fifty four. I mean, I'm not picking the Bengals. The Chiefs probably win. The Bengals are injured. The Bengals could not protect Joe Burrow, they and they still somehow found a way to one or to win. Tannehill uh, paid him off. Yeah, <laughs> throw yes. some picks, Tanny. I don't think Mahomes is going to turn the ball over the way that Tannehill did. Um, the Chiefs. I can took out your guys. That was the game last week that was most confident in them winning, even more so than the 49er game. I thought the Bills were going to win that game, and they did win that game, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And so the only re- way I see the Chiefs losing is if you have that, you know, uh, well, what's the word I'm searching for? The the classic letdown, right? They, they had this emotional game where they lost three times, but then won. And then you kind of already walk into this t- stadium like, oh, we can beat these guys. Like, we, we already just beat the best team in football. Like, And so you have this emotional letdown. Does it happen to the team that's been in this fucking AFC championship four years in a row? Probably not. Um, I think the Chiefs win, even though I want to pick the Bengals because Joe Burrow's the man. I just think the Bengals have too many injuries. You, Mahomes isn't going to turn the ball over like Tannehill did. Um, the Bengals kicker makes me want to pick him just because he's so money. That kid is amazing, McPherson. Um, but where it comes down to is it took Mahomes to do everything. Oh, sorry. Let me just get this. You continue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm doing a show with Nick. He is. This is hey. all getting recorded. I got to no, put I know. a timestamp on I wanted you to, but I wanted to answer and say I love you. Is that Good job. job. Bye. Or is that Jen? Jennifer. Oh, okay. Jennifer drove to Palm Springs. Nice. And, and so got, that was her. Got there safely. She got there safely. Needed to answer it. Going 110 in that Maserati. Probably easy Flying. to go 110 <laughs> in that car. You 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 you're like paying attention to something. You're like, oh, I'm going 120. Yeah. Well, that'll get you to Palm Springs in a hurry. So. I think, are they going to be able to protect, like they were talking about the, it's going to be louder in Arrowhead than it was yes. in Tennessee. And the reason that he was sacked nine times wasn't because, you know, the offensive line was terrible. It was because they communicated bad amongst the, 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 the how loud it was. And so there was missed assignments and they, you can't have that happen. So how yeah. are you going to correct that in one week? You should have been prepared for it the other week. But you got lucky and got and that Tannehill t- was terrible and moved through. You're a great team. I want to, I'm going to root for the Bengals. I'd love to see them win, even though I love Mahomes. Uh, and I'd love to see the 49ers get a shot at Mahomes again. Part of me is like kind of scared of Mahomes that maybe another team can knock him out. I was kind of had this fear of Josh Allen. I was watching these Bills play. I'm like, the 49ers going to get there and have to beat this juggernaut of a quarterback. And Mahomes took him out. But maybe Mahomes is the juggernaut of the quarterback, which he is. Dude's a beast. Yeah, he's been there over and over again. And, you know, that last game they played was in Cincinnati. Right. And I think when the Chiefs got up 14-0, it was kind of just like, all right, 
like we got these guys and then uh the Bengals are like kicking field goals just kind of like hanging around yeah. not giving up a hundred percent and it's just seemed like the Chiefs got out of their rhythm and Andy Reid just kind of started coasting a little bit and then when they needed to turn it back on late it wasn't there whereas you look at the Bills game and there wasn't really any moments that they could coast like they had to play their best the whole game and so it kind of presented a different kind of game and if you're the Bengals looking at what the Bills were able to do to the Chiefs defense like you know that there's some areas that you can exploit uh Joe Mixon out of the backfield is going to be important both catching and running the ball Mixon had seven catches for 40 yards in the first game he had only 12 carries for 46 yards but he wasn't really doing anything on the ground I mean they really got back into it in the second half with yeah. Burrow, they outscored him 17-3 in the second half after giving up 28 points in the first half. So you're probably right. The Chiefs scored 28 points in the first half and then scored three in the second half. Is that the Bengals' defense or did the Chiefs slow it down? There's a little bit of both. Like the Bengals' defense adjusted to what they needed to after halftime. And like I just don't – just the score at the half was what, like 28-17 or something like that? 28-17. I mean, Kelsey only had five catches for 25 yards. He did have a touchdown, but he didn't have a really big game. Hill had six catches for 40 yards on 10 targets. Uh, Mahomes was spreading the ball around. Everybody had a catch in that game, it seemed like. But no yeah. one was really, like, dominating the targets. On the other side, Chase had 11, 12 targets, 11 catches for 266. Yeah. What, in talking to Chiefs fans... I when we were talking about the conference, uh, the sorry, the divisional game between the Chiefs and the Bills, I asked him like, well, what happened in that Cincinnati game? And he was yeah. like, yeah, we just kind of like, you know, Andy Reid kind of just like took his foot off the gas and they're trying to figure some other things out and they just got out of rhythm and there were some bad penalties. And then there's an especially bad penalty at the end of the game that allowed uh, Cincinnati to start over, I think, first and goal at the one. Yeah, I remember like that. that. Yeah, I remember so. That. You know, regardless, like Cincinnati deserves credit for finding a way to hang in that game and make it competitive. Uh, and the Chiefs, you know, they were in the middle of like a what eight, nine game win streak at that point. Uh, mm -hmm. They were cruising most of the game and they probably just figured they'd find a way to win. So it's going to be interesting to see it play out again. Those uh, protections, like you like you mentioned, it's going to be really loud. Burrow clearly was having trouble communicating who needs to get blocked to his O-line. And that's going to be really bad the second time. Well, again, I'm thinking to myself, because you watch these shows and they're like, oh, they worked on it this week. They're going to do it this week. It's like, well, what were you doing the week before? You knew it was going to be loud in Tennessee. You knew that they were the, one of the best defenses. They got the most pressure on quarterbacks. You'd think the communication was be ready then. So I just don't see how it's going to be even as good or even better when it's going to be louder in a bigger game. The only thing is that t Kansas City has not been getting the pressure. I don't think Josh Allen was sacked once. Was he? One time uh, maybe? Like that th like late third down where he made fourth down and then he had to complete he got that sacked, crazy He fight. got sacked a couple of times. I think him and Mahomes each got sacked twice. And it was like he dropped back, everything was covered, and then like he tried to step up in the pocket. There was nowhere to go and yeah. just went down. But yeah, he got I mean, sacked a couple of times. He was sacked once. Josh Allen mm -hmm. was sacked once, and I remember it because I rewatched the game yesterday because they put it on NFL Network. And it was the play right before he threw the fourth down touchdown pass to Davis to go up 27-26. He, I remember it was like third and eight, and he stepped up, and Melvin Ingram kind of came through and got him, and it made it like fourth and ten. Um, that was the only sack of the game. 
So it's so you, so you get a little reprieve in not having to deal with the Harold Landry's of the world. Um, but can you just communicate better and give Joe Burrow just a little bit of time? Dude was sacked nine times, led you guys to a victory. That's yeah. unbelievable. Also, if you're Cincinnati, you're gonna you're gonna speed up the clock in Burrow's head. You're like, all right, we don't want uh like five and seven step drops here we want you to get that ball out of your hand quickly so we're gonna have yeah to change, we're gonna have to change our routes and you know if if chase catches a slant and you're not on top of him he's gone so yeah, yeah, yeah. i love the wide receiver screen to, to chase yeah it's worth it to run some shorter routes and just like get the ball out of burrow's hand so he's not getting hit too because his knee's been banged up in the last couple games as well he was limping in the tennessee game from getting hit so much after he had re-injured it in the previous kansas city game so he did it's in it's in their best interest to not ask him to stand back there and try and like scan the field for more than probably like two seconds max many sacks do you think they had in week 17 on burrow uh that's a good question i'd say maybe four it's exactly right. Bingo. Look at that. Chris Jones had two. Frank Clark had one. And Jay Reed had one. Jaron Reed had one. So those were the four sacks they had. And he didn't throw one pick. Again, this game's going to come down to the ultimate playoff mantra, turnovers. Yeah. Who's going to turn the ball over and who's going to convert third downs? Like I said, Cincinnati is going to look at what Buffalo was able to do and think that they can replicate at least a good portion of that offensively. The question for them is going to be like, are their defensive injuries going to end up uh, being too much for them to overcome? Their middle linebacker still out. Cam Sample's doubtful. Uh, Ogan Joby's on IR from a couple weeks ago now. So they're a little bit thin up front. Where... But they still did a good job. They did. Trey Again, Hendrickson's will be becoming one of my favorite football players to watch. Yeah. And you have to also think that like, Throughout the entire season, people were saying that, like, look, Tennessee's not really as good as their record would suggest. And And they were also very injured. They were. And their defense was giving them a lot of chances to win games in spots where it was like, oh, the Rams are playing the Titans in L.A. And there's no Henry and no Julio Brown in that or Julio Jones. Sorry. And it was like, all right, well, we're going to beat these guys. And then the defense comes out and just like makes the Rams press and they don't get back into it till late in the game and it's too late. So I don't know. It's it's Do you a want to know how many times Mahomes was sacked in that game? Which Kansas game? City, Cincinnati? Uh sure. Zero. Zero. They did not sack him once. Yeah. I mean I I can believe he did it. not turn the ball over and they still won 34 31. Yeah, I mean, watching the Bills get as much pressure as they did early in that game and not being able to bring him down, it's like, yeah, Mahomes does still have that magic escapability that, uh, you know, makes him who he is. And he's got the arm talent to go with it. And uh, it's a lot to deal with. This so if, they're, also, if they're playing at the top of their game, I, I don't see the Chiefs losing. But yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. I think the Bengals are going to keep it closer than seven. They, I, they are going to keep I like Bengals and give me some minus or give me plus seven and a half. While I was betting on it. Um, Darrell Williams was the lead back in this game for the Chiefs. He had 14 carries for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he also had three catches for 19 yards. Um, they are different running backs this time around. Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Lair have kind of gone into a timeshare split with McKinnon having more of the snaps. Yeah, and Edwards-Lair played well in his first game back. He had a big impact, a uh, couple of big chunk plays against the Bills. Um, 
Yeah, and, and Brian Pringle. That's another guy. I think watch out for this game. Yeah, I don't know if he's good or not. Like he'll dr- he'll drop a ball that's easy, and then he'll come up with like a miraculous touchdown catch. Yep, it, it, I want. I it's gonna be a shootout. I think the over what the, it opened at fifty, and it's up to fifty four. I that, hope it's I a shootout. This is what everybody wants to see. These are the two best quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Yeah, Matt Stafford's gonna have something to say about that, but I understand what you're saying. But you don't even like Matt Stafford. <laughs> you're, yeah, you, you, I'm hoping he staffies it up tomorrow constantly. He, you know, and before we get to that game, but, but uh, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I feel like it's impossible to pick. I think it's like picking against Brady, which I did last week. It was fine, uh-huh. but I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I'm gonna pick them to win in a shootout. Uh, I'm gonna go the other way. 34-31 Chiefs uh, in a close battle, and Harrison Butker sends them to the AFC champion or to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. Butker. That 49 yarder. I'm like, come on, shank this, you jackass. No, he had just shanked it. another one. He had his, <laughs> he he was having a terrible game. <laughs> I know. Um, did he miss an extra point in that game, too? He did. He did. He yeah, did. extra that's point why, and a field goal. That's why you guys went, were able to go for two and make it a three point game on that amazing two point conversion by Allen, where he yeah. just somehow threw a dart where Diggs, Diggs is best play of the game. Yeah. I don't know how uh, he doesn't have a massive game after like waiting a year. Yeah, well, they just, you know, they spent a lot of energy taking him out of the game. So it was like, yeah, well, Gabriel Davis is going to be open, like, all day. So did it, well did they wait 200 too, yards. Did they wait too long to attack the weakness of not having uh, Tron Matthew? Because when Matthew got yes. hurt, I was like, there's no way that... He got hurt on the first play of the game. That's right. And it took them second half to start yeah. going deep. Like, I don't understand it. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Like, part of me was like, all right, the Bills just, they want to keep it a one-score game. Like, they want to make sure that, like, this comes down to being a one-score game. And they kind of, like, you know, they picked their poison and they got it. But, like, I want to say late second half, like, they were being a little overly conservative. Agreed. Considering Matthew was out. Like, they could have taken more chances. You go into the half and you're still tied. I think yeah. Butker missed the field goal at the half, so the momentum was your way. It's 14-14. You'd think DeBowl, before he takes his giant job, is like, hmm, maybe I should just have Josh go deep to a bunch of guys in the area where Mathau would be just to put some pressure on them there. I know it's maybe not the game plan you practiced, but you kind of had to adjust in the NFL, and their best defensive player just got hurt. He's been hurt the whole half, and you haven't, and you haven't really done anything. Didn't they get a Gabriel Davis touchdown? A long, not a long yeah. one, but like... It was a no, pr- se- 75-yarder, one play. No, 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 but that was after... You guys went up. I remember it was 14, 14, it was 14, 7. And you guys were at like the 25. And that's when he, they sent an all out blitz and he just like threw it off his back foot. Yeah. And Davis was wide open. Mm-hmm. So that should have been like, hey, they're worried about their backside because they're sending everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should, I don't know. The guy took a different job. So he did. <laughs> he did. And he, it's going to be interesting. I'm curious. Got to talk to Toast and see what he thinks about that. I mean, if as a Giants fan, I would think you're happy about that. But you got also, the, you got the Bills' assistant GM, you got their offensive coordinator, you got their practice squad running back, and yeah. you got another, I think, defensive player as well. Yeah. And now they're yeah. trying to get the the Bills' quarterback coach, yeah, to come to, to come turn Danny. You're Dimes trying to mimic what Allen. the Bills do, but I feel a lot of what the Bills have done is because of that quarterback, and sometimes that gets other people jobs. And and I think. I feel like he brings his own. He he's gonna draft a quarterback, right? Because you can't just go in with Daniel Jones. You think he's gonna try and get Daniel Jones to his ceiling? 
I mean, I would I would want you to try to do that because Daniel Jones is only on his third year, so he's a year behind Allen. Uh, so there is room for growth, and I just think like if you really look at what happened to the Giants, is like Judge is a bad coach. Plus, in terms of just bad in- injuries around him. Well, injury wise, like the Giants were as beat up as any team in football. Yeah, so, they they spent a lot of money on Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Dude, he was not more than half one touchdown. What? And then Slayton was hurt, and uh, yeah, but Galladay played. Tony I was think, hurt, and yeah, they are. Yeah, Tony's a rookie though. That when he wasn't hurt, wasn't that good. And you want guys to develop as the season goes on. Yeah, okay, he's injured. So you had all these injuries. Barkley, I guess he's okay. You could bulk up the deep offensive line. The defense was decent. You have some playmakers on the defense. They played hard. Uh, I don't like Daniel Jones. All right, I draft a new quarterback. Very tough. Bringing the whole new and in, in, new and energy into that building. There's just not right. that many coming out. I wish you could get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, it's a little bit thin uh, this season. But babe, you got any final thoughts on the Chiefs and Bengals game? I know you're probably Team Bengals, right? I am Team Bengals. Yeah, I put you picked them last week. I love it. Bengals, Bengals. I am Team Bengals. I mean, I still think Chiefs may win. Of course, it is. I think Chiefs, we're, I think but... we're all pulling for the Bengals just to see like something. Different. different and yeah it's funny somebody said that the, the Bengals had gotten the bill they broke the bills playoff drought in 2017 when they beat the ravens at the last second mm-hmm. so now now everyone's like now the Bengals are here to get revenge for the bills on the chiefs anybody I think, can win anybody i, I think win. the seven and a half point uh it's crazy to me uh but vegas knows what they're doing I'm sure a lot of people are still betting money on the Chiefs, but it just makes me think like, why would you not pick the Bengals and take the plus seven and a half? Like the the Bengals are here. It's AFC Championship. Is it going to be that much of a blowout? Are the Chiefs going to win this one going away? I don't see that happening with the potent offense that the Bengals have. Even if they fell down twenty one nothing in the first half, I still think they'd have a shot. But yeah, because once they get down, they're like, hey, whatever. We might as well take our shots. And then that's Chuck where it. Chase came in in the second uh, half of the other game. But I guess I'll take Chiefs 36, Bengals 31. It's an nice. ugly score, but babe, you wanna... no, that's I'm not lo- doing the score. And she's not picking the score. <laughs> that's All a right. lot of Butker field goals. That is a it lot is. of Butker field goals. But I, think, that, I think you have, if you pick 36, for. that's five. Hey, whatever. That's five <laughs> field goals or some missed extra points. Two-point conversions. There's ways yeah. to get there. No, I like that. I it's like clunky, that. but hey, the Bills had 36 last week. No missed field goals. 42-36. It crushed the over. Sure did. And you, by the way, you probably were thinking you were good, maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. No, nah, you never did. What? If you were for on the over. The score was 14-14 at the half. Yeah, I mean, the over was set at like 50-something. Yeah, it was like 50 You pegged it at 80-something. Yeah. And you were pretty close. You are close than I was. I took I'm the over. I'm so mad. The over I, I was, was pretty easy. but That game ruined my weekend. Oh, it <laughs> ruined I was... your weekend. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Let me tell I you know. about our house. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even imagine. I felt bad. I felt bad for you. I was watching it. And Jennifer, like, when um, when when the Bills scored with 13 seconds, she's like, oh, my gosh, is Nick so happy? I'm like, he ain't happy yet. Yeah, He knows was, that though. there's... I was still when, when he scored that touchdown. I cried. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't believe they did it. They're yeah, in such a good position. But then it was like, "All right, well, there's 13 seconds, three timeouts. That's a lot of time. They still got to just like they, they only have to do a couple of things. Each subsequent and be play, good. they didn't execute. 
yeah, it got worse. It was just like, uh-oh. But I don't think it's all on the players. I think the coaching and leadership down the stretch, then that's tough. You feel like you have it. You win as a team, you lose as a team. They have to learn from this and get better and grow, and they will. And, you know, like you said, it's not any one person's fault. There's a lot of things that just, you know, snowball, but. And you're playing the best. Yeah. They're the best for a reason. There's a reason they've made it to four AFC championships in a row. The frustrating thing is that they were so close. The, The thing that I'm taking away from it is that, like, Look, you were that close. You should have won. So it's like you're right there in terms of where you want to be, uh, like quality wise as a team. You just need to learn how to like be a good team and finish and close out games better. And like this has been something that's plagued the Bills for a couple of seasons. Just like learning how to close games is always a really hard thing for young teams to do. It's like Allen's only 25. Like the majority yeah. of this team, for the most part, they're still all under 30. So you still got yeah. a lot of young talent in there. So. Get the game next year in yeah. Orchard, whatever, yeah. Orchard Park. There's a lot of stuff. That, uh, I mean, it's in Orchard Park, but it's not uh, the Ralph anymore. It's, I think, Nuera right. Field until it gets changed. Um, cool. All right. So get it there. Get it there, babe. Yes. Lead us in on to the next one. 49ers at Rams. Ooh. Love it. Go Niners. Mr. Banger's got tickets. He's going to be in. Did you get tickets? I got tickets. I got tickets. Um, got, I, I, I wanted to go, obviously. I love watching football on my couch. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. But there's only very few times in your life where you have an opportunity to go in an NFC Championship game, much less an NFC Championship game that your team's playing in so close to the city that you live. <laughs> and Yeah, you have to go. Had a connection through someone at the restaurant that, I could get face value on seats because the seats, when they come out, they're not over like the most expensive seat face value is probably 600 to 800 bucks, maybe more. But then what happens is they get released to Ticketmaster, people buy them up or the seating ticket, he will get them and then they resell them and they're able to mark them up five, six times because that's what the market is. That's what people will pay. And so the lowest ticket I saw was like 600 bucks in the nosebleeds. And I was like, I don't want to pay. And plus the fees, you're looking at a G for the nosebleeds each. And my buddy and I had to discuss going. And so a friend at Mile and Olive was able to get me face value through the NFL. So I got a couple tickets at face value for like 260 each, wow. 250, 260 each. And uh, I could resell them right now for a G each, at least. They, they're going for 1500 but the resell, the apps are going to take some. So I could make a couple grand on it, but I'm going to go. And I'm going to wear my red and I'm going to be loud. And I hope it's a sea of red. And it feels like a 49ers home game, which I anticipated it will. And I wore my 49ers stuff all week at the restaurant. Not one Rams person said anything to me. There was not one Rams hat. It's NFC Championship week in Santa Monica. And there's not one Rams fan that I can just have something with. There There are no Rams fans. (laughs) There are no Rams fans. Where are they? I see him on social media. I see Matthew Stafford's wife sending him tickets. I see Darrell Henderson's wife buying tickets for them. Where are they? It's all it's all friends and family of the team. Yeah, I guess so. There's something about this team that there just isn't a connection to. We talked about it uh, a couple days ago, where like you know, there's an ingrained Dodger legacy in LA where like generations of fans have grown up as Dodger fans like there's generations of Lakers fans here even the Kings fans like they've been around like 
So for the Rams to come back and then this be basically the second time that the Rams have gone all in on a Super Bowl pursuit within just five years of being here. It's like you essentially tore the team down and then rebuilt it. And we're like, no, we're going to win a Super Bowl with this roster. Like, no more Todd but Gurley, you know, no more key. Jared Goff. Yeah, no Jared Goff. But, like, you still have Cup and Donald. And, you know, even with the Woods is hurt, he's been a part of it. And a lot of those, you know, Eric Weddle's back. And so they still have some. I the, There's some of those players that got to the Super Bowl and couldn't score against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do. I'm 39 years old, turned 40 this year. I grew up in Los Angeles. My dad was from San Francisco. He raised me a 49er fan in the 80s down here in LA. That's why I love the 49ers. But if I wasn't a 49er fan, I would be upset because when I was growing up, I remember the Rams playing in Anaheim. They didn't even play in LA. They played in Anaheim. And they were owned by a woman named Georgia Frontieri. And Georgia Frontieri did not want the Rams in LA. She actually moved them to St. Louis. That's where they won their Super Bowls. That's mm-hmm. where Kurt Warner, right? If, if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. Kurt Warner and the, sh- the greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk and Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce on the best football teams ever. They were the St. Louis Rams. So my age group, I feel like you were upset that Georgia took them away from LA, won Super Bowls. Did they get two? They went to two, but they lost that second one. They lost that Brady. second one. But the one they got was the one where the Tennessee receivers reaching for the goal line and he's one yard short. Correct. The Music City Miracle Year that the Titans Music City Bills. Miracle Year. Bills could have been in the Super Bowl that year as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that this city just kind of there a lot of the fans didn't left and there was no LA team here for a while. And this LA is a city of football transplants. And I think that they just don't there are Rams fans. You hear that stadium getting loud when it's the Rams playing the Lions or it's the Rams playing the Jaguars, but when it's the Rams playing a good team that has a good fan base like the Steelers or the Cowboys or the even the Bills, I think, would show the out Raiders. a little. The Raiders, it, they lose that stadium. And it's so funny because that stadium, it's built like the Seattle Stadium in the regards to the noise. And it gets loud. So you just have to have some sort of fan presence in there and it affects the other team. And it's going to affect the, the Rams tomorrow. The 40, they... The Rams tried to do that thing with Ticketmaster. Where they're like, we're going to restrict it to people with only California, Southern California County uh, addresses. That's Billing the only people that are yeah. going to buy the tickets. And that didn't work. It was immediately taken down. They realized when the tickets were there, no Rams fans were buying them. They're like, we can't have this. No one's buying the tickets. They lifted the ban and everyone bought the tickets because that's what 49er fans do. They had a decent presence in Green Bay. Yeah. Which was crazy. And I think the first time around, they said it was 60 to 40. 49er fans to Ram fans. I think it was more. They say they're anticipating now 65-35. And I think it's going to be closer to 70-30. I think it's going to be in more. In favor of the 49ers? Yeah. In 49er fans versus Ram fans, I think 70 to 30. I think there's going to be more than there was in week 18 when it was already loud. They said when Ambry Thomas intercepted Matt Stafford in the overtime, the building shook. So it's going to be louder. The Rams are going to be on a silent count. The 49ers are healthier. I just think it's, you know, there's that caveat of you can't beat a team three times in a row in one season. It doesn't happen. It does happen. Of the last 14 times 
since 2012, I want to say, that a division rival has played their rival the third time and has beaten them twice. The team that's beaten them twice has won 10 of the last 14 times they've won that third game. So it does it, that caveat isn't really a good stat. It's just hard to beat the same team three times. But it happens. If you're a good team. Yeah, it, I mean, it happens. And, you know, I just, uh, again, all signs point to the 49ers winning, so the Rams probably take it. But I think the 49ers have a lot of things in their advantage going into this game. And Jimmy G is due for a clean game of not turning the ball over, whereas the other quarterback, Matt Stafford, I don't think he's ever had a game where he's got, and this is to your staffing it up, He's never had three straight games without turning the ball over. How many games in a row has he not turned the ball over? The first two, two in the playoffs, yeah. First two in the playoffs, and they've won. This is his third game. He's due for a turnover. And when he throws an interception, they do not have a winning record. And we need Matt Stafford to turn the ball over twice. And we need to take one of those back to the house. We need to get on him early. Can't be down 17-3 at the half. Can't come back on this team again, even though the Bucks did it pretty easily. Can't anticipate they're going to turn the ball over four times. We're going to play our brand of football. Debo Samuel's going to have a big game. I think Brandon Ayuk has a big game. I think George Kittle wants to get back to the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be close, but I think we win. I think we win, and I, I hope I get to see the NFC Trophy presentation. That would just make my day. 30-24, to 30-23, to 49. If the Niners can basically neutralize the run game and make it make Stafford a one-dimensional quarterback, they're going to have a much better shot because they do get after the quarterback really well. They sacked and, him five times the first time around in week yeah. 18. And uh, he just has a tendency, like when he sees the pocket collapse, he holds just, it. He turtles a little bit, yeah. He does. I, I don't blame him because like earlier in his career... Like he just he got demolished to get in sack. Like he got his ass kicked so much. And like there's no question that Matt Stafford is a tough player. Like, but at this point in his career, like he's been hit so many times that I think as you get older, I mean, we see it with uh Brady as well, where it's like you just kinda like know when it's not worth it to you to try to make a play. Mm-hmm. And just like go down there. Don't fumble the ball. Yeah. Uh so if you can get to him like four or five times or at least like make him think that that's going to be the case and just speed up his clock. Don't let uh cup run those routes that have like double moves down the field. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, Kwan Williams, I mean, not hopefully, but Kwan Williams is going to play. Kwan Williams, our slot corner. I think he's one of the best slot corners in the league. He, uh, did not play the first time around the Rams. We did. We had him and cup went crazy. It's seven for one eighteen. He had that beautiful touchdown catch, uh, in the back of the end zone to get the lead in the fourth quarter. So I think Kawan Williams does a better job on him because Cup loves getting in the slot. So I don't think he gets to seven for 118. I think Kawan shuts him down there. And I think Sony Michelle, they weren't Cam Akers ready yet. This was Cam Akers' first game back in week 18. Cam Akers had five carries for three yards, but did have a little burst. Sony Michelle had 21 carries for 43 yards, only a two-yard average in that game. So they were trying to run the ball. Obviously, they had a 17-3 lead at one point. Uh, but the 49ers shut him down, and that's what the 49ers defense has been doing the last 10, 11 weeks is we shut down the run game, and we get pressure on your quarterback without having to blitz. Stafford doesn't do well when you aren't blitzing him and because the, the coverage is much better, and we're ready. We are special team. 
Uh, we shouldn't even be here right now. That blocked punts, the only reason we're here. Uh, we played a great game against Green Bay, but we were going to lose if we did not get that block punt. Um, and that's just, you know, Kyle, they said at halftime, Debo asked to be put on the punt return or the, and on the kickoff return on special teams because we were struggling. And that was the opening kickoff of the mm -hmm. second half of the Packers game, and Debo took it back to the 40. Jordan Willis doesn't even play special teams. And for some reason on this block punt, or on this punt they were trying, he's like, get in there. He had been in there one punt prior. And maybe he saw something that he was able to get pressure up the middle easily because he's a beast. And he did, and we got a block punt. And so our special teams is winning us games. Our quarterback, everyone's winning us games. We're winning these games as a team. And that's what you need to get there. And I hope we get there. Gosh darn it. I hope you do too. Thank yeah, you. I, I got to say that. I mean, I like the Niners story. The fact that this team, you know, had the Chiefs on the ropes a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. <laughs> The, that was a you know a tough loss and then the following season like they just get riddled by injuries and they don't make the playoffs and then this season it's like hey you know they're at a, there's a time where it looks like they're not making the playoffs again this season but they find a way to finally get healthy mostly get on the same page at the end of the season and make a, a nice run so it does feel like there's maybe some unfinished business that this Niners team had from a couple of years ago that, you know, they're looking at maybe Jimmy G's last year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And they know that what this team was capable of a couple of years ago, they're just, you know, it happens where it's like, all right, you saw what happened with Roethlisberger knowing that like, Oh, this is his last season and what Pittsburgh was able to do yeah. late and just like make that late run and that push into the playoffs. So, you know, that says a lot about Jimmy as a guy that the team can get behind and despite him not necessarily playing stellar football in the playoffs he's he's picking up w's and he's getting his team in a position to win at the end where it matters and uh, his team believes in him so he's due for a clean game give me 280 and two touchdowns no picks that gets us in jimmy can you give us a game of 250 even 250 two touchdowns no interceptions we're in. Yeah. Even if he goes 225 with a touchdown and no picks and you can run the ball well and play defense, that's probably yeah. good enough. When Debo has 35 rushing yards, I think we're undefeated. Or we're like seven, like six and one or like something yeah. like that. So well, get some... Debo his rushing. Uh, the 49ers tried to, they gave it to Mitchell 21 times the first time around for 85 yards. And yeah. Debo had eight carries Solid. for 45 yards in that big touchdown. Um, and Debo gets the yardage when you know he's going to get the ball when we need him to get the yardage it's crazy he runs hard and it's hard ayuk was six for 107 in the, the time in week 18 and juan jennings was six for 94 with two touchdowns yeah he had a big game he's he actually came on really strong the last month of the season i was like who the fuck is this guy yeah he's a rookie wide receiver uh, he earned that spot. It was Trent Sherfields and Muhammad Sanu throughout the season, but they both kind of had injuries, and, and they kept saying, Juwan Jennings is playing great in practice. We have to let him play. He was catching big third downs. He's Jimmy's go-to guy on third down, um, and he's been big for us. Playing like Greg We're, Jennings. Playing like Greg Jennings, exactly. Good call. Uh, the 49ers left uh, yesterday to L.A., which is a little different from their normal routine of the road game. They usually wait till Saturday and travel there. But they said they wanted to be, and this was, I think, Jimmy's recommendation or or they that the players felt they could be more locked in if they went a day early. So they left on a flight last night 
So they're here in LA all day, working on the game plan, doing whatever they do, locking in, no distractions back home. They had a, a, a party of people sending them off in uh, San Francisco. There's all these videos on 49ers Twitter uh, of them leaving. And, and it's like a high school team. Like they're leaving, like the 49ers fans are showing why they're the best fans <laughs> in football. And I know that that's a bold statement and there's a lot of other great fans. The Bills Mafia is amazing and the Chiefs fans are amazing. But these fans this year are spending so much money to get their butts in these seats and it's helping this team win. And you can't tell me that tomorrow and it's 14-10, the Rams have the ball down late, that stadium ain't going to be rocking with 49er red and it's going to be tough for Matt Stafford to communicate and we're going to get a sack. That's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if, if Matt Stafford becomes the Matt Stafford that we've seen throughout his career, if he if he gives the team staff infection <laughs> with his interceptions. Early turnovers. Yeah. We need like really he's played the best football of his career this season. Maybe arguably agreed his second best behind the year that uh, Megatron left. No, the year after that when Megatron retired. Yeah, he, he had like nobody and he still had a really good season and like he, he managed to overachieve statistically with a pretty bad team and play through a lot of big hits, play through a lot of injuries. And I was watching that video of him from his rookie year where he like gets his shoulder separated in the Cleveland yeah, game beast, and he gamer. he's like on the ground in pain screaming and they call timeout on the sideline and he's like, no, I can throw the ball if you need me to throw. And he comes back and they call timeout because you can't play in the following play if you're injured. They call timeout. He comes back in the game, throws the game-winning touchdown, and then, like, has to high-five everybody one-handed as he deals with a separated shoulder. But Wild. Yeah, it's like that's the kind of stuff that endeared, you know, him to a lot of people. And I just – I don't hate Matt Stafford. I didn't like the way his uh, his – family's presence on social media kind of was last season um yeah. so whatever he's in la now he's the rams quarterback now the time is now like if they don't win it this year you know there's a lot of they went all in on this year they again did. von miller has been playing some really big football he needs to get to if further if, if, as, a, as a football as a football knowledgeable person i'll look biased for a second the rams can win if von miller can get the pressure he did against tom can Aaron Donald be a game record? The 49ers usually have a really good game plan against Aaron Donald. It's a great double team. They always put on them and they're able, usually when you double, there's holes otherwhere, but our offensive line has been playing really great. And so we're able to, to, to cover those holes when we double Don. Um, also, George Kittle, chop, like the tight end giving the little chop block on those beasts of defenders just for a second, like helps out. Yeah, Kittle's um, a great blocker. Great blocker. He is, and... He's our leader, and I think he scores a touchdown in this game. The Rams need OBJ to have a better game than he did the first time around. Kind of shut him down, and then Stafford tried to force him the ball late, and that's why he threw the pick. Um, but OBJ's been looking really good lately in the playoffs, so I feel like you're going to put a lot of attention to Cup, and if Stafford wants to, he, he needs Beckham. Higby had his best game against the 49ers in, this, in Week 18, so I'm sure he's going to look to Higby. Whitworth is going to play. I don't think he played last week, right? But he, no he was, boom. He was out. Played a great game, and now he, and now no boom. Yeah, he's doubtful. So it'll now be boom, back, back so to Whitworth. And what about back to Whitworth? Williams? But a banged up Whitworth. Um, and you know we need those big time players like Fred Warner. Fred Warner's play in the Frozen Tundra game when we're losing seven nothing. Green Bay's driving again. 
he stepped up and had that beautiful fumble uh, to, to get us the ball back where we didn't take advantage of it, but he still Mercedes shifted Lewis, the... Yeah. Yeah, he shifted the momentum, and that was a big-time player making a big-time play, and we need that competitive greatness. Um, I think on our defensive side, I think Bosa has a big game, of course. I think Fred Warner has a good game. I love me some Dre Greenlaw, and when we have our three linebackers with Greenlaw, Aziz, and and Warner, that's one of the best linebacking trios in the league, in my opinion. Um, and then our, our secondary has been playing really well. Uh, I love Mosley. I love Williams. I love Ward. Ward's uh, field goal block was one of the plays of the season going into the half when they could have went up 10 nothing in that game. And just keep criticizing this team more. Keep telling us our quarterback doesn't deserve to be there. <laughs> keep, keep, keep telling us our quarterback it's like the it's like the kid in the project where you get an A and he doesn't do anywhere. Keep saying stuff like that. That just fuels them even more. By the way, Mina Kimes picked the 49ers to win this week, if, you, if any of you following that story. Uh, that's a very interesting pick coming from her. Did she feel pressured into saying I don't know. That? She picked it on her show. That's what I, I saw. That Mina Kimes picked them. Did she give any explanation as to? I why? didn't watch the show. It was okay. like a it was like a screenshot, and maybe someone even faked it. But I think she I could see her picking him. She's a very knowledgeable football person. The whole Jeff Garcia, his take was bad. You and I had a conversation about it, mm -hmm. but his take was bad. Her take was a little harsh. Uh, she's in the business of criticizing athletes, but. If you criticize her, you just got to be careful. And the way Jeff did it wasn't very smart. Um, it was over-emotional. He came out and apologized. I don't know if he apologized, but he's like, yeah, there wasn't anything sexist coming from what I'm saying. But that's even an institutional sexist thing, Jeff, because you did say some sexist stuff. Uh, but I know it's emotional because you wanted to come to the defense of Jimmy because that's what 49ers do. But it got a little harsh on her, I think, from 49er fans. So so from the 49er fan base, I apologize, Mina. You just said some things that really rubbed us the wrong way uh, about our quarterback. At the end of the day, like, she's a TV personality. She's an entertainer. She she's, yeah. should be allowed to, like, make a joke and have it not be, you know, like, taken so seriously. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but she should also be able to take criticism. And yeah. not sexist criticism, but you're in a line of work where you're saying abstract, like harsh things that pe you're going to rub people the wrong way. So I'm sure she gets a lot of criticism and being a woman analyst in the sports world, I'm sure is super difficult. She had to work her ass off to get to where she was to be able to say things like that. And she's basing it on stats and a lot of numbers. And she probably said it because that's what these analysts do. They say things to get more social media. It's not. It's been fine for her. She's everyone's coming to her defense. As a 49er fan, what she said, I didn't think was accurate, and so I had an opinion about it. But I didn't take to social media emotionally. That get you know Jeff Garcia is going to be known as the, you know that guy now for the rest of his career. <laughs> uh, but he was always over emotional because we're riding together on the 49ers wagon and we're coming to defense of everybody and everyone just criticizes this team. There's no business we should be here. No one picked us to be this far, even though we made the Super Bowl two years ago, we pretty much have the same roster, if not better. But it's keep criticizing us. Do it. One. The Rams can win the game if they can protect Matt Stafford. Yep. It, I think the team that wins the pressure battle will be ultimately the, the team that wins. If Stafford course. has a clean pocket and he's not getting sacked and he's got time to make the kind of decisions he wants... He should be okay. If, Both teams turned the ball over mm -hmm. twice. 
Yep, Jimmy threw two picks, right? Stafford threw one, and they fumbled. I think that's right. And on third down efficiency, the Rams were 10 for 17, and the 49ers were 9 for 14. Again, I love that stat. You have to com- you have to convert third downs to win. Uh, if you don't, you're going to lose, especially yeah. in the NFC Championship game. The, I, I remember multiple NFC Championship games in my life. The last one was the Green Bay game where Mostert scored four touchdowns. We went on to win. That was in San Francisco. The one before that, you'll remember very well, was, I believe, Richard Sherman tipping the ball up in the air when mm-hmm. Kaepernick tried to force it to Crabtree in the corner. Yeah. Wasn't that the NFC Championship? It was. And the 49ers had just went to the Super Bowl, right? Were mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship. I think we beat the Atlanta Falcons, I want yeah. to say. Correct. They had um, beaten the, the Seahawks in the divisional round. Yep, and then we go to seattle in the championship round the next season because we didn't have home field and we were in that game yep we were gonna score oh what a battle of a football game that was i never forget it and i'll never forget kaepernick trying to force it to crabtree to one of the best corners playing at the highest level with the legion of boom right around there who got that interception was that malcolm smith malcolm smith what a great play that was by sherman uh and that was the NFC Championship. I'll never forget that one. And then before that, I believe it was only the 49ers Super Bowl when Steve Young took them there and beat the uh, Chargers. Chargers. And they had to beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. So they're few and far between. We're here now. I think Richard Sermon picked the 49ers winning 27-17, which I love. I love that he backs the Niners still. We treat we, we supported him in all his... We wish he could have played for us this season because that was the la- he was with us the last time we were there. We wanted to get one for him, one more for him. He's got one, right? Yeah, the he Seattle did. One. He did help that uh, the secondary evolve to a much oh, higher level of play. No question. If you talk to Emmanuel Mosley or Jimmy Ward or Jakiski Tart, they're going to attribute a lot of their success and their work ethic and their knowledge of the game. To Richard Sherman. Yeah, you hated Richard Sherman too. And I was like, oh, what? this is a great pickup for you guys though. How? Of course I hated Richard Sherman. <laughs> he talked so much junk crap to us when he was on the Seahawks. That Seahawks team was so good. Their yeah. defense was so good. Their offense was so good. They had one of the best young quarterbacks coming up. And they were a frustrating team to play, but they were the best. And I love that the NFC West is just constantly good still. All yeah. of our teams are good. And we had two teams, three teams in the playoffs. And it's no wonder that the Super Bowl uh, representative from the NFC is going to come from the NFC West. It's the toughest division in football. Yep. And three teams, three teams with 10 wins, uh, biggest uh, win percentage over 500 uh, in that division. And even Seattle, who, you know, isn't great. Like they did beat the 49ers and they did beat the Cardinals late in the season. Once Russell Wilson got healthy, it was just like he got injured and they, they hit a weird slump and then they played for three weeks with him not being at hundred percent or not even close to 70% with that finger. So they really lost six weeks of being legitimately competitive where they may have been kind of, they may have been the Eagles, right? The Eagles being that nine and eight team that got in Seattle could have been right there, but it is what it is. The 49ers had 135 rushing yards in week 18. St. Louis or LA had 64. Yeah, when that's the 49ers hold when the 49ers hold you to under 85 rush yards, they win. That's the key. Yeah, and it's a big part of what LA does because Sean McVay loves himself some play action. So if you Needs can take it. if you can take away the run and that there goes the play action, and then it's just Stafford oh. standing there throwing, and uh that's where they're at their weakest. 
If I'm Fred Warner and I see Cam Akers get the ball early, you get that kid to fumble again early. I don't know if he's there the whole game. And I don't know if you want to keep giving that kid the ball. He fumbled twice in crucial moments. They almost lost the game. If he fumbles in the first quarter, you might be seeing a little more Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle's capable and he's played most of the season. He just so. didn't do well against his team the first time around. He didn't. And they're going to have to find a way to be successful. They may want to, you know, OBJ doesn't really run that much, but they do run some kind of like reverses and some double pass type stuff with him. Yeah. They, they may want to use Cup on end around or Jefferson or something like that because if Jefferson you, even plays. Well, you were talking about third down conversions. And when you look at how these teams line up on third down, it's like, what are the Rams going to do on third down? They're going to throw the ball. Yeah. Almost all the time. And when the Niners are in third down, like, what are they going to do? Like, if they're less than third and seven, like, they have options. I think the Rams, if they're third and seven, like, they're throwing 100% of the time. There was a play. They were down 17 nothing in week 18, I want to say. And there was a play where they were, the Rams had the ball. And they were going to go up 24 nothing. Score, it was third and one. And they went empty. And they got a sack. There and we go. ended up getting the ball back and I think got that three points before the half. So they made a mistake right there because if they just run the ball, they probably get it and they probably get a first down. We probably don't get the three points at the half. This team had a chance to eliminate us and they have to see us yeah. again. I like Sean McVay, but I feel that there's moments where he like overcoaches. Yeah. Agreed. He's a brilliant coach. Great coach. All of these coaches, LaFleur, Shanahan, McVay, could argue the three best coaches in the NFC, came from that Washington coaching staff of yeah. Gruden. And they all kind of get in their own way a little bit sometimes. A little they do. Overcoaching. No question. They do. Did you know that McVay was Shanahan's assistant on yeah. the Washington Redskins? Mm -hmm. I just think it's hard to beat your boss. And I think it's shown over the last six games. It might happen eventually. This is and the wasn't LaFleur his assistant as well? Or were I they both so. assistants? I don't know if I just, I, I heard they do this. Peter Schrager has a great podcast where he would get all these coaches on there and they were talking. And I think he had Shannon, he had McVay. And I don't know if I knew LaFleur was probably also one of the assistants because it sounded like Shanahan was the main offensive coordinator on that team, I want to say. And there was the picture of them like sitting there, like on a bench together. Yeah. Like, both wearing like the assistant coach garb. Yeah. What's going on? She's no. like, fuck these guys. She's like, these guys are talking way too much. <laughs> but we've been to we've been to some Rams games. We were going to Rams games this last season, and we would mostly cheer for the Rams if we were at a game. Like, for example, that uh, the Rams Chiefs game that was supposed to be in Mexico City. Yeah, that got moved to L.A. We ended up taking tickets to that game. It's one of the best games ever. It's one of the best games ever, and we went to that game, and it was freaking wild. And we were cheering for the Rams in that game. Because, you know, they're not Why playing not? either of our teams. But typically we would go and we would watch the Seattle game and we would watch, uh, like, we went, I took you and Rob yep. and Dad to the Bills game. So it's like the Rams have been a vehicle for me to see live NFL football in L.A. again. But they're never going to be, like, my team. And I think that's pretty I think that's a lot of people lot in of L.A. People, yeah. And you grew up here. Now, I, I know you have a connection to the Bills because of your, you know, being brought into football. I totally get that. And I love that you love the Bills. But you grew up in L.A. And I think a lot of people that grew up in L.A. just don't like the Rams. You would never see, and I've said this multiple times, you'd never see the Giants fans fill Dodger Stadium. You'd never Correct. see the Golden State Warrior fans fill crypto. Like, it just doesn't happen. But for some reason, this city isn't connected to the Rams. 
And there will be lots of Rams fans there, but there's going to be a lot more 49er fans. And I cannot wait to see that stadium feel like Levi's. Well, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't even drive around and like see billboards for the Rams or anything. Like there's nothing. Like just recently, uh, at the like the shopping center near us, we're walking around and we saw like tickets going on sale, and there was like a, a picture of Aaron Donald on like the digital display selling tickets yeah. for this upcoming uh playoff game. But yeah. like up until now, nothing all season long. Like, I don't think that LA really cares about the Rams, and they're like trying to buy their affection with Super Bowls. And so they're like, maybe if we just win one, like they'll love us. So they went well, all in to try and win it this year. I feel like more people were into them the year they went to the Super Bowl with Goff. Right. Yeah, because like, that was like, like they sucked before that. And then it's like, oh, they got good and they like they're going all in on trying to win this year, but they didn't go out and make the kind of free agent purchases that they did this season. Was Cup hurt in that game? Was that the season Cup got hurt that they made the Super Bowl? I can't remember. Uh, or did Cup play in that Super Bowl and have just have a bad game? Uh, that was what two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, what uh, he Rams? blew his knee. He blew his knee out not last season, but the year before. So that was 2019. That was your Patriots defeated the Rams 13-3. Let's take a look at the box score here. Um, yeah, Cup didn't play. Cooks had eight for 120. And Robert Woods was five for 70. So I assume Cup was hurt that year. Would make sense. Gurley, 10 carries for 35 yards. They couldn't run the ball in that New England defense. You got to try more than 10 times, though. I don't, that Super Bowl was boring. Sure was. <laughs> and was Sean, Sean McVay was just quarters. like, I don't know what to do. We've only run the ball 10 times and I, I've quit trying and I'm I, I'm out of ideas. Talk Wasn't about that, being out coached. Right. Wasn't that his first year coaching the Rams too? Uh, that's a good might question. Might have been his second year. Because Jeff Fisher also, didn't last very long. Although I like Jeff Fisher as a coach. They committed nine penalties in that game for 65 yards. Another issue, another stat in this game is going to be big is who's going to commit penalties. The 49ers had six big penalties and I think they were in the secondary there was one in overtime on Cup. Cooper Cup is too good. You cannot. He did such a good job on Adams. How about your boy Josh Norman coming into that game? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> to D up Adams one-on-one one one in a couple big spots, and he played his butt off. He did. And No catches. No catches on D Adams. Credit to him. D Adams, I think, had nine for 91 yards. I think the goal that he wanted to get to was 100. If he would have got to 100, they're undefeated. And he didn't get there. They just did enough to win. I'll never forget that football game. I'm still watching the videos from it. Uh, and they threw at Josh Norman on that first play that he came into the game. They're like, oh, yeah, we have an advantage here. Yeah. And wasn't a very good throw. No. But I mean, but it like, also just a couple years ago, maybe five years ago, Josh Norman was the best corner in football. I know. So it's like it's not like he just disappeared and he played really good minutes with the Bills. Uh was it last year or the year before? Like he made a big impact on that defense when he played and he had to he had to have some spot starts as well for them. He's got he's look, got good football left in him. Look for one of the guys that had just on. This is a forty. This is we're winning as a team, and each game there's another guy that's a part of our team that maybe hasn't been doing things all year that's going to do something for us in this game. A guy and that could have a big game for you is Juice. We need Juice to have a big game. He's such a weapon. 
He is, and it's like I feel like he just hasn't been as big because they've gone like more to like using the Debo Swiss Army knife method, which, which I is love. Fine. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it just feels. By the like, way, it's a copycat league. Everyone's yeah. going to start to do that. Whoever can, yeah. Not everybody's got a Debo Samuel on their team. No, but even you guys are starting to use Isaiah McKenzie in those types of bring the receiver to the backfield and give it to him and just let him give him some space. Uh, yeah. I also think you might see Trent Williams in motion again, which we waited to bring that play out against Green Bay. Um, and if you get that guy in motion and then allow him to turn up field and have some running behind him, the dude is a freak. They, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him the ball. That'd be, that'd be interesting. A little refrigerator Perry action. He, he's got a bad he, ankle though. He did not practice all week. Didn't practice all week, but is adamant he's going to play. They say it's a high ankle sprain. Dude's the best left tackle in the game. One of the best football players in the game. He ain't not going to play in the NFC championship. Yeah, he's, that's if, true. Even if he has one leg. And if that's the case, I'm going to make him deal with Aaron Donald and Von Miller all day long. And we're going to see how good that ankle is. Yep, exactly. So let's see. I'm going to pick... I want the Niners to win, so I'm going to pick I know the do. Niners. And I'm going to pick the Niners to win at 23-20. 23-20 is exactly what Kyle Brandt picked. The NFL oh. Network's like lead. Our other lead Buffalo good, guy. Yeah. Other Buffalo guy. He picked the Niners to win 23-20. He'll be in L.A. That was the exact score he picked. And I think that's a very possible score. Robbie Gold has sent us into the, you know, he be, he sent us into the playoffs when we were last time here, he sent he what a G he did to kick that ball in Green Bay in the snow. His uh, years in Chicago served him well. His years in Chicago served him well. You need to have a veteran kicker. Make you can't miss kicks. The Chiefs got lucky. They missed kicks. The Bills had them. You can't miss kicks in the playoffs. I like our kicker better than their kicker. And I hope I hope I get there tomorrow and he's warming up. Did you see the video of him? Uh, war he warms up during like the on-field cell like introductions. Like the last time there's a video of him in between in the hash marks in between the Rams cheerleaders, just <laughs> using that little cool little holder, just mm. knocking through field goals. <laughs> and and I hope I get there and see that. I hope it's a 49ers home crowd. Um, I hope it's a good time. I'm hoping it's a life-changing moment, but it could also be one of the worst moments of my life. Imagine the game like you saw, you were there. Yeah, as it would have been rough. It's like I, I, tra I travel to Kansas City to watch this. You travel to Kansas City to watch Josh Allen's best game ever. Yeah. It's not enough. I know. I, I, would be, I would be crushed in that moment, but there'd be a lot of Bills fans there at least to commiserate like, yeah. with. Oh, it's great following you on Twitter and seeing your interactions with the Bills fans and how they're coming together. Such a great fan base. You're going to get a Super Bowl. That quarterback's going to get you a Super Bowl. Um, I'm kind of glad that even though every year I pick 49ers Bills to get there, I'm glad that this year with our team, we don't have to see you guys. Yeah. Because I feel like us against you, Josh Allen's just so good. That would have been a great football game. It's sad that we don't get to see that. I don't even think we get to see it next year. Like, they never schedule us. Yeah. Uh, when Let's see. When did we play the NFC West? We played them last season. Seattle When's went. the last time you guys played the 49ers? Last year. Oh, that's right. So it'll you be 34-24, week 13. Yeah. It'll be three years from now. Or sorry, not not next season, but the following season they'll play again, and it'll be in Buffalo, I think. Josh Allen had four touchdowns and three seventy five in that game. Yeah, your de your defense was a little injured, but Knox, McKenzie, Davis, and Beasley all had touchdowns, and Diggs had ten for ninety two. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, your secondary was decimated, plus Bosa was out. But you still had a top 10 passing defense, which... I was I was happy to see that the Bills like were, had success against. Them, we were so. five and seven, or we were five and six, and you guys were eight and three. Yeah, it's a game the Bills are supposed to win. So, all right, well, well good luck. Good luck. Have wow. fun. You got a score prediction or game prediction? I mean, I want to see the 49ers win, so I'm going 49ers. Yeah, it, it's like if the Rams were to win and win the Super Bowl, I think the only guy on the team that I would be happy for would be Matt Stafford. Because it's like he had to play those dark ages in Detroit for so long before getting an opportunity to like move on and play in a in a system yeah. in a city that's better for him. And you'd be happy for Cooper Cup because he didn't get to play in the last Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I mean, you'd be happy for them if they weren't playing your team. Yeah, you know, and they weren't your biggest rivals. I know. There's some other people that are like, hey, the bright side of the Bills being out is that I finally get to cheer for Matt Stafford. But I was telling her, I'm like, I'm gonna be more of a Lions fan now. Because they're terrible, and you can't have a bigger underdog than like the worst team in the league. And they're I like ja- I like Jacksonville too, even though they're terrible. They're going to be better too. I hope. So. I hope they. I hope they hire Leftwich, and I hope they get rid of Trent Balky. Trent Balky was one of the reasons he made so many bad decisions as a 49ers GM. Some good ones, some bad ones, and that's what the holdup on the Byron Leftwich hire is. With perfect hire for the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and he's like, I want Balky out, and I want roster uh say and i feel like they might have to do that because that is a jacksonville jaguar player that was great for you guys and he had a great season who was what coordinator was he what team the steelers uh bucks he was the bucks the bucks he came from arizona as well under uh arians he deserves a job brian flores deserves a job uh shoot does sean payton go to the dallas cowboys does jerry jones just throw a shitload of money at him that's a perfect fit Mike McCarthy's still under contract for now, which is fires weird, but Yeah, they could. He already, it already feels like he's going to fire him. Yeah, Jerry Jones has very little tolerance. Very little tolerance, especially in Jerry Jones's head. He's like, this is the best roster in the league. How do you not yeah. win? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. No. He's got a point. It's a good roster. They, it is. I think, you know, with them, if we're talking about the Cowboys for a second, Elliot isn't the same. He's not. And they need him to be a horse. They need to be him, the Elliot that he was. And I don't know if he can get back there. And well, when you pay Dak Prescott $40 million and you're like, how do you not feature the passing game? So it's like they don't even want Elliot to be the guy that he was. But they but they want to run the ball, I feel. I feel yeah, like they need to that- establish the run to an extent. So they just need to invest in maybe like a secondary back that's a little bit more of a power back, like an A.J. Dillon, who I think might even be a free agent this year. Coming off a broken rib. He broke his rib early in that game that that hindered the Packers running game for sure because he scored their first touchdown right he was a beast on that first touchdown that first drive I was like fuck yeah what's going on and then D'Amico Ryans who probably gets a job like if D'Amico Ryans wants to go to the Minnesota Vikings go like win us a Super Bowl and go because you're doing such a great job I don't know if your your stock is going to be higher any other time Go get a job somewhere. You're a blackhead coach. We need more blackhead coaches. You've done a great job for us this year, but win us this bowl and then go. Yeah, and we'll see if Leslie Frazier gets a job coming out of the Bills because deserves uh, it. he does, but similar to last season where Dable was one of the hottest coaching prospects and then their offense looks terrible in the AFC title game. Leslie Frazier's defense did not look good against the Chiefs in the divisional round. So that may have hurt his stock as a head coaching choice. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And 
And if I'm Leslie Frazier, I'm like, I can beat these guys. Yeah. I can beat these guys. Give me my cornerback. Get. Do you think you guys need one more corner? I think we're okay at corner. I think it's linebackers. Yeah, like you said you about the 49ers, about like their defense is good because their linebackers are all very good, very fast, sideline to sideline guys. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Bills, yeah, the Bills need a third linebacker is what I would say. Like, Because AJ Klein is good, but yeah. it's like you need you need a, another star linebacker. Tough. And you maybe need a middle linebacker to free up Edmonds to be more of an outside backer and then... You know what's know. crazy is that in the draft, there are these guys that we don't know yet. Did you think Micah Parsons was going to be such a beast coming out? I mean, obviously teams did. They picked him at number 12. But no, I, I don't really pay attention to college football. Yeah, there are these gems if you just have a, a good GM that can find them. Yeah, you need good scouts. Uh, and the really the really strong organizations like have good relationships from the GM down to the scouts to the coach. So it's like, we know what we need for the team. We trust the scouts to find the kind of player that we're looking for. And like, everybody's on the same page. The bad organizations have no communication from that top down position. It's like the owner just hires a guy. The guy doesn't really know what he's doing. He doesn't work with the coach. Well, their scouts are just like, well, let's draft speed. Like, the Raiders are like, who runs a four two forty? Like that's going to be our first round draft pick. They did that for like ten years. Uh, by the way, I think the 49ers would have. I can't. You know what? I feel like we were thinking about rugs that season, and mm. I think we 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 were thinking about rugs, and we did. And I think the Raiders snatched him from us. That's what the Raiders do. They're like, who's the fastest guy in the first round? That's going to be our guy. And they just do that over and over and over again. And it's like, you wonder why, like, you have no consistency with your team. For sure. This is a tweet from David Lombardi, 49ers beat writer. With great timing, with Tom Brady retiring, Jimmy Garoppolo is now the winningest quarterback active in the NFL. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is now the winningest active NFL QB. And he could have been Tom Brady's successor in New England. He could have been Tom Brady's successor. And you know what's so funny about Jimmy Garoppolo? Of the 30 teams in the league, if you said, hey, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo as your starting quarterback? They would say yes. A lot of them would say yes, unless you have a Josh Allen, Mahomes, like all these transcendent quarterbacks, Herbert. If you don't, and you have a guy like Daniel Jones, you're saying you don't want Jimmy Garoppolo? Dude wins. That's all you care about. Yeah, some organizations, uh, they just don't believe in that, though. I get it. They don't like, do you pay Jimmy Garoppolo 25, $30 million a year to have like mediocre numbers and your team is Winning. competitive? Cause it's like, like you can't sell Jimmy Garoppolo as a superstar. So like these teams are about making money. They're about revenue. And like, in order to get your team or your fan base excited, like, you know, I'll tell you what, Jimmy, the guy you want a superstar or do you want to win? That's a and good question. I think most fan bases, especially teams like the Detroit lions, the fucking Cincinnati like Cincinnati Bengals got lucky they got a superstar and they got a winner that guy knows how to win and I think these teams that haven't shared winning they would take fucking Jimmy yeah it's it's a definite chasm between the teams that have revenue that are at the top like the Cowboys who regardless of them winning or losing like they're always popular they always sell out like they always have a fan base and a team like Cleveland, who just learned how to be good, like they need to figure that out. Like, do we? By want the way, Baker Mayfield that as a our perfect team for Jimmy. Yeah, it would be because they need to learn how to win. 
uh he's definitely an upgrade leadership wise from baker and like you're gonna there's no way you can pay baker 30 million dollars a year to be the guy that we've seen on the field the last couple of years so we'll see dude is four and one in the playoffs and he should be five and oh but the goat had to come and steal it from us with seven minutes to go yeah all right man well enjoy the game tomorrow you got any closing thoughts on this one Go 49ers. Go 49ers. Let me ask you a question, Kristen. You think Aaron Rodgers plays for a different team next year? I hope he retires. No, he ain't retiring. We were talking about this <laughs> earlier. Like, where could he possibly go? It's like, really? Steelers. Okay. I think yeah. it's a lock. Yeah. Go to the Steelers. So go to the Steelers, but then you still have the Bengals and the Ravens to deal with. Cleveland's not as bad anymore, so that's not an easy division. You, If he goes to Denver, it's like you're dealing that's with bad Holmes choice. and Herbert. Don't go to Denver. That's what I'm Don't saying. Go to Denver. His two choices of division are not easy divisions for him at all. Agreed, but the Ravens aren't as good. I know that Jackson was hurt this year, but that defensive core, they're losing. I know that they've replaced it with some young guys, but and they have great corners and they have a great team. I don't think they're as good as they once were. I think they're on the decline, uh, but they have Lamar, so it's going to be tough. You're right, yeah. but Cleveland is better. But the, you're not dealing. I think you're not dealing with a good quarterback, uh, and Cincinnati's good. They're going to, they might make it to the Super Bowl, but I'd pick that division and that defense that you and that coach and that group of players. They have a good receiving core. They, they have a good running back. They could they have a terrible offensive line, but that can be fixed in one offseason, especially if Aaron Rodgers goes there. Um, but I think the odds on favorite is Denver, but I don't think that's smart. I don't either. I don't think Denver's as close to being where they want to be as Rodgers would want them to be. Agreed. And I think... Mahomes and Herbert in that division it's like all right well you might not even be the best quarterback in your own division next season and I will also say if you look at his tenure in Green Bay how many times has one of the other teams from the NFC North been a playoff team versus these other divisions that he's going to not like, very many not very many at all like that division is almost all Minnesota bad. a little bit once under Kirk Cousins and once uh under Farver uh once under Favre and then once with the Case Keenum team that was Teddy Bridgewater's team oh seven what three times in 12 years yeah I mean does he run it back Chicago made it what once with Mitch Trubisky uh Detroit I don't know Stafford made the playoffs three times and lost all three I think I mean Green Bay already kind of wanted to get rid of him like they a little bit LaFleur wanted to go with his own guy I don't know if it's Jordan Love is the key Mm -hmm. but then what do you pay Devonte Adams a bunch of money because he's gonna cost a lot. Yeah, and are you, you, you really think Devonte wants to stay there without Aaron Rodgers and no. help develop Jordan Love? I no, Devonte's so. like I could go to Kansas City, I can win a yeah. Super Bowl with the best quarterback in the world. Like he's already the best receiver, he's gonna get paid, uh, and every team would want him. And so I just I think Aaron's gone. I don't think he's a Packer, and I think he goes to one of those AFC teams. I don't think there's any NFC teams that he could go to that are as close. What he goes to Tampa. Yeah, that, Tom. We, that's oh, yeah. exactly yeah, we what were we were talking, talking about, about. yesterday. Possible. Talk Just about be, a talk about a receiver friendly team. He's not going to have Gronk. I think Gronk retires yeah. now also. But him and Devontae could both end up in Tampa with Evans and Godwin and that defense. Yeah. You know, they'll make another run at it. They have money, the state taxes. He seems like a Florida guy. 
He does seem like <laughs> that's what does. I was saying. I was like, if you He's played in you played in Green Bay all these years, do you really want to go play in another like He's blue a, collar town where it's freezing in Pittsburgh? Like, I don't think so. No, he's a West Coast guy. He wanted to come to San Francisco, but he sold his last house in year. California. Yeah, after he didn't get. I mean, he there was we wanted Rodgers yeah, in the did. off season. We were willing to trade picks to get him instead of trading picks to get Lance. Yeah, uh, and it just didn't happen. I think I don't think Green Bay wanted to trade their best player to the, their rival. Yeah, um, agreed. But we wanted Aaron, and if we had Aaron, we would have been Super Bowl favorites, probably. So now Aaron Rodgers has to choose between which team to go die on. Yeah, Tampa's <laughs> sounding much better. Yeah, over, just like what do what Brady did. You know, Denver does yeah. these things though. Denver always does this. They did it with Elway, or no, not Elway, but they did it with Manning. They yeah. get these guys late. They had that defense in place already for Peyton, though. So they they knew that they were just those that, that, that one piece away. They I still have a great receiving core. I don't think it's as good as they think. Like, Cortland Sutton, to me, is not... I mean, maybe with a better quarterback. First year sh- back from a knee injury, but he's been a thousand-yard guy every season. Jerry Judy's coming up. Tim Patrick Hamler looked pretty good. Tim Patrick's a nice, good, Fans big pretty good. Receiver. Yeah, they have a decent little team considering they had a bad quarterback play and still were in games. Yeah, I would say their receiver depth is better than Green Bay. I would take yeah. basically all those guys over Lazard or Scantling. Yeah, by the way, they missed MVS in that game. They did, yeah. Because Lazard didn't do anything. He did not. Neither did Randall Cobb. Correct. Randall Cobb barely even touched the field. He yeah. was out there for like maybe two or three plays where I saw him. Other than that, yeah. I didn't see him. That, by the way, when you, cre- I don't, another thing about, about the criticizing of Jimmy Garoppolo in this most recent game, they're like, yeah, the dude was 11 for 19. He threw a pick. I'm like, the game was zero degrees with wind and snow. Like, what do you want the guy to do in those conditions but win? Like, I, I understand. Yeah. No, I get it. The bar is set really high just because the legacy, I think, of the 49ers quarterback position. Oh, yeah. But it's like, look, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. There's been some backups who have won Super Bowls. So Jeff Hostetler beat you guys. Yeah, Doug Williams beat us too. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I was told by a Buffalo Bills fan to watch the 30 for 30 of oh, the, the four, four falls of Buffalo. Yeah, you Should watched I, it? Yeah, I've cried. Oh, it makes it's you sad. cry. It's very good, but it I is know. sad. I know. I, that would be tough. I can't It's just because it's like, yeah, you kind of, it breaks it all down into, I think it's maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And you just kind of understand like what this team had to go through and how hard it was for them to even just get to the Super Bowl that fourth time. And they had the lead against Dallas in that last Super Bowl yeah. half. And then it was just like, they're talking about them being in the locker room. It's like, they could just see that it's like the, the four years of going through that and just like taking their toll. And like, this team was tired and just sad. Terrible. I'm going to watch it. Uh, Peter good. Schrager tweet. I got a Giants fan friend texting me about whether or not Dable could be, get Brady to be offensive coordinator. Wish I was kidding. I love NFL fans. <laughs> I don't think Brady, like we said, is ready to take that job just yet. And I don't think he would do it in New York anyway. He would never do it in New York. No way. He's going to wait until a job opens up for like the 49ers or the Rams or something like that. For Chargers. sure. I think Mike McDaniel gets a, a job too. I, I think our we win the Super Bowl. Let our coordinators go. Go go to other teams. Mike McDaniel Let's deserves a job. people go. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Are you guys watching Station Eleven? We haven't started it yet. We you heard though. 
yeah, it's on our list. What did it be? Oh, and I'm addicted to Peacemaker. It's so good, right? James Gunn's a pervert. He had all those perverted tweets yeah. that almost lost his job and he got taken off the film. The dude's writing makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and it's dirty. It's inappropriate, but Peacemaker makes me laugh out loud constantly. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, John Cena, his screen persona, I know you're just acting like John Cena, crushing. Like, yeah. comedic timing is genius. That show, the way it's shot, uh, the, the way it's all so good. Yeah, it's much better than I anticipated it being. I was like, oh, they're spinning off a movie that, you know, maybe didn't even need to get remade in the first place. I was yeah. like, we'll see. And then the first episode, I was like, okay, I love this show. It's great. Let's see James what else Gunn. Yeah. It's, it's James Gunn. Gunn's hands all over it. And it's brilliant. And yep. uh, just thank you, James Gunn, for that show. I can't, I'm going to watch the, I think I'm, I'm three episodes in, maybe four. Uh, I'm going to watch the fifth one after we get off here. There you go. I just watched it the other day. So if you're not watching playoff football this weekend, or if you're missing Saturday playoff action, check out Peacemaker on HBO Max. And HBO Max, you can throw some sponsorship way my money. Some sponsorship (laughs) money my way. Yeah, once you build up the listeners, it's the consistency. It it's is the consistency, I'm, and I'm sure you see it on social media. It's just interacting. You're doing such a good job. I know. Right? I'm going to be gone, though, for the two weeks. So we're going to have to come back with a vengeance. I'm going to have to game plan a little bit. And then, oh, yeah, uh, just schedule switch it Switch gears, I know. This By the way, you could... Show? What? Well, I mean, we could do a Super Bowl show, but it would have to be, like, Wednesday before we leave. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick. If the 49ers win this game, we're definitely doing that show for my superstition <laughs> purposes. <laughs> because I've come on this show each time yep. and they've won their yep. game. Yep. So right. if they win tomorrow, yeah. then on Wednesday, the Super Bowl show, to give me my Super Bowl pick for that game. Let me look at the calendar. So, By the way, I'm not oh no, we, mad. Yeah, we could still do it. It just it wouldn't be the the we couldn't do it the week of the Super Bowl because we're leaving on of course. the ninth. Of course. I would love and I yeah. might not go to the Pro Bowl anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go to Vegas for the Pro Bowl because Jennifer had to be there, and she does, but she doesn't have. To, she only has to be there now for Sunday. Like she's flying in Sunday, the, her client's doing his thing, and then they're flying out. Um, so I, I kind of want to go though, especially if the 49ers win. I'm just rocking my 49ers stuff around the Pro Bowl. Oh, best. I got this yeah. old jacket from Dad. I saw Dad that. gave 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 me the oldest old 49er jacket. It's the gold one, and there's a really yeah. cool story about um about a company that when the 49ers were in the 80s that these were the jackets they wore on the sideline these gold satin jackets and a team like a company made a bunch of them because fans wanted them and made so much money off this jacket during that run i don't really think they make them i think you could still buy them but but dad has an original one that he gave me uh that i have worn each day each game so far and you'll think i'm crazy but i wasn't wearing it for the first half of the rams game and then Mm. i'm like you know what I'm going to put this jacket on. And since then, they came back and won. I wore the jacket against Dallas. We won crazy. I won the jacket against Green Bay. I'm not saying it. I'm attributing it to me because that's me. We're crazy. It's the magic jacket. But I am wearing that jacket tomorrow, even though everyone's like, wear red. I'm going to wear a red shirt. Yeah. Red shoes. But I am wearing that gold satin jacket from the 80s. And bringing that into SoFi. Yeah. You got a red hat. You got red gloves. Red hat. I'm going to have a you red, wear a red shirt. I got a red KN95. Like, I'm red now, but I'm wearing the lucky jacket. As you should. You have to. Have to. If I if I don't, I have a shirt also that I haven't washed. Okay, it's got a toothpaste stain right here. I'm trying to get it out with water, but I have to wear that shirt. I ain't washing it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Joe Montana? There's a story coming out about Joe that 
he the the Super Bowl he won, he had a jersey. And then the next time they got to the Super Bowl, he had that same jersey. His wife snuck it in to like his luggage or whatever, or mm-hmm. they snuck it on and he snuck it in and he wore that jersey from the previous Super Bowl in the next Super Bowl. And I think it's the one where he threw five teeters against the Broncos. Wow. So he even had some superstition. And it's Joe Montana. Just a little stitious. <laughs> Superstitions are real. They are. They are real. All right. Well, enjoy the game. Stay safe, Have man. Fun. Hopefully, uh, I'll take some photos for you. Yeah, definitely. Send them our way. I will. I love okay. you guys. Yeah, I, love I, you I will, I will be either ecstatic after tomorrow, or you will not hear from me for a week. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll have we'll have ten days basically to do the Super Bowl show from tomorrow till the following Wednesday. So okay, great. Whatever one way, one way or the other, you'll have some downtime. One way or the other, of course. And I think I I cannot wait until California legalizes gambling. I just can't. I can't you know, how wait. We, how are we behind? Seriously. Exactly. How's I think possible? some. What would you say, Kristen? I said seriously. How is that possible? How is it possible? My buddy's in Arizona and he's just loving gambling on things and, and has the, the, the bet MGM or the Caesar sports book. But mm-hmm. you see all the advertisements, right? You see yep. the Caesars ad constantly. Yep. The California will have it on the ballot in this next March vote, I bet. And it'll get passed and we'll be able to access those apps and gamble. And I am so ready for that. Dude, there I should just, be a sports book in the stadium when I go. I should be able, like, like a horse yeah. racing. I go to the ticket window. I'm like, I want to put money on the over right now. Give me my odds. I don't think that will ever happen. That should happen. <laughs> this is the future. I don't think you can go to SoFi and get a betting ticket, but you will be able to use your phone. It's all digital nowadays, anyway, and you'll be able to place bets and crazy parlays on players. Um, I, I vertical integration. Exactly. I had a chance to put, I was going to do this the last time I was in Vegas and I should have, but then I also have this dumb superstition that if I bet on my own team from my own previous experiences with the 49ers, when I bet on them, they lose. I've never won money with the 49ers winning. So I have this superstition that I don't bet on them, but I was in Vegas this past time. They were 35 to one to win the Super Bowl, And I was going to throw 200 on it just to do it. Cause I'd won 1500 at craps. And then I lost that 1500 the next day. So I didn't place the $200 bet. But if I had, I would be hoping for seven grand, but who's to say that if that bet's placed, they don't, they win. Probably they yeah. still might, but so or, or. bet bet on the Rams a little bit, just as like a safety net. Yeah. Be like, I'm going to bet on these guys I, to make sure that the 49ers. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like hedging my bets. Yeah. I guess um, but I, I, I wish the 49ers luck, even if they lo- win or lose, they this has been one of my favorite 49ers seasons ever. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I haven't always been in your corner. But you're winning football games. You're converting third down. That's my most important key to winning NFL football games is converting third downs. The last time we were in an NFC championship, besides the one we won, and besides the one that Crabtree did, and besides the one where we beat Sherman and the Seahawks the year before, the one before that was Alex Smith against the New York Giants, who a lot of people have compared our team to, that New York Giants team that played us. We had home field advantage. And Alex Smith went one for 10 on third down in that NFC championship game. It was the Kyle Williams muff punt twice or yep. muff kickoff twice game where yep. they gave him two turns right there. The Mike against that Michael Strahan defense, Jason JPP. Uh, they were a tough team. We gave him chances, but we did not convert third downs. You need to convert at least seven third downs tomorrow, Jimmy. And if you do, we win the game, I think. All right. Well, you heard it here first. 
third downs, if the Niners get to seven and they run the ball for at least, what, 85 yards? At least 85 yards. No, we hold them under 85 yards and we just, I don't know if there's a stat of us running, but yeah, when we run the ball. Don't turn it over. Convert those third downs. Get the job done. Get the job done. Take it home in Levi South. And isn't it wild that another team, after all these years, has a chance to win a game in their home stadium and play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, just like the Bucs did? After all these years, it had never happened. Isn't that weird? Just a little bit. It's a little weird. Both of those teams loaded up on uh, top-end talent, though, in the seasons that they got to that Super Bowl at home. So. so do you think that now that's if you have a home Super Bowl, you're loading up? Seems that way. I mean, there's a lot of guys that went to Tampa to play with Tom and they weren't getting top dollar. The Rams went out and spent like good money and picks on Von Miller and <laughs> uh, Odell. Every time the neighbor's dog, she mm-hmm. walks down with this dog. This dog's like a puppy. The dog jumps on the window, like jumps against the window. And Lassie then does the same thing. And I fear every time that they're going to break the window in there trying to get at one another. And Lazzy goes crazy. And he, now he's outside barking at the dog. It's just a constant bark. I know the feeling. We do. And on that note. On that note, go 49ers. Go Niners, bang, bang, Niner game. Niner. Faithful to the Bay. That's the that's the 3.30 game? It is, yeah. Or 3. 3.30. 3.30. 3.30. 12 and 3.30 tomorrow. 12 and 3.30 tomorrow. We're probably gonna watch, my buddy and I are probably gonna watch the first half of the Bengals game at, at the at the house and then yeah. we're going to leave and try to get there a little early and what they're doing is they're showing the game the Bengals game on that 14 story screen they've built Good. in that stadium wow. they should that'll be um, fun so hopefully it's not a super expensive Uber we're going to Uber because I hear the parking is ridiculous you go online and you can buy parking passes they're 250 there's parking that's like adjacent to uh the forum that's in like the neighborhoods like right around there it's Probably still, gonna, it's still gonna be marked up a lot but it's gonna be marked up every you just assume how much does it normally cost to park there i think we went once we had parking so i don't even know but i feel like it's at least 50 bucks and and definitely when you know staples opened you were looking at maybe a hundred dollars like when it yeah. first opened and i feel like for an nfc championship game the two when it's hosting the super bowl you're looking at 200 to 300 dollars to park yeah. so my buddy last, and last time we went and Ubered, we we walked away from the venue a little bit. So you guys because. did. That's a good question. So you guys Ubered from the stadium and just walked away a little bit, not to where they direct everyone to go for rideshare. Yeah, I mean, you just have to be willing to walk because there's not a ton that's right around there. Yeah. So it's like you either there's a restaurant, I think, that's like right outside the forum, like on the corner where you maybe go there and like have dinner or something after the game and just like wait for you know, I mean, the traffic to die down a little. Of bit. course, perfect world is that they win, and I'm gonna stay for that trophy presentation. Yeah, like, there you go. That's and then, you'll, like, then you'll catch an Uber, no problem. Exactly. I'm gonna stay <laughs> for the speeches and that trophy presentation. Like it's like your own mini Super Bowl if you can win right there. You yeah. know, uh, I'll never forget when they beat the Packers and everyone's on the podium with Bradshaw and Kyle Shanahan's happy, and they had to play two weeks later. And I think they they won't be as happy because they know, especially if the Chiefs win. The Chiefs win, and you know you win, and you get a rematch of these motherfuckers. Uh, they they ain't gonna want. be celebrating too much. Yeah, but that's the game you want, right? That's the game I want. Yeah, that's the game I want. We that's had the game those I guys. wanted for the Bills too. Um, but I'll tell you what, I might find myself rooting for the Bengals. <laughs> I I mean I kind of want to see the Bengals win just because I think it's like you know it's more shocking 
It'll it'll be better for football in the long I run. I want to say we're 2-0 and against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Both, like, in the late 80s. Mid to late 80s. Joe got yeah. him twice. One of them on a beautiful slant over the middle of John Taylor uh, after he was down. You know what's so funny? You watch old Joe games. Joe turned the ball over a lot. He did. He the one game with the one game with the catch, which is mm-hmm. his all time. He had three picks that Dallas should have taken advantage of. Dallas's quarterback in that game was also the punter, Bobby White. He yes. was the punter and the quarterback <laughs> for Tom Landry. Like that just shows you how football has changed. You would never see that. Nope. Never ever. Sometimes you'll see a punter throw a pass like once every what yes. five thousand snaps in the NFL. Agreed, but Bobby White was taking snaps under center when they had to punt. He was punting. That's crazy. <laughs> and the Niners shouldn't have beat them. That was also the changing of the guard when you had the Cowboys and Tom Landry and the young upstart Joe Montana, Notre Dame 49ers. That was when we got him, and that was our dynasty. Uh, and you guys will do that to the Bills and have your dynasty. I'm very confident in it. But let us have this one bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Well, Bills can't stop you this year. So I, I was honestly, Nick, I was thinking it's going to be Bills 49ers. And when that happens, I want to go and be there with Nick. But like, we're going to have trouble stopping this team. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had talked about it like midway through the season. Like, neither of our teams were really looking like Super Bowl favorites at that point. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. It's not looking great. And now it can't I, happen. I'm, gonna, I'm Chris Berman. I say it every year, and I think they're yep. going to get it. Especially if we can get it this year and then get back and play you guys. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah. Win it this year. Resign Jimmy and bring him back. And then by the way, we'll, another we'll great point. Season. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind signing Jimmy if he wins us this bowl. If he doesn't, they're going to let him go. If he loses tomorrow, he that's his last game as a 49er. And it's and if he won and the Super Bowl might be his last game. I have a feeling if he won the Super Bowl, though, and the energy on that team, they might sign him for a little three year deal. And Lance is going to take the Aaron Rodgers route. Like, Lance is just going to have to be there along the ride for this. And I, I think he doesn't mind, but I also know that they are itching to get Lance in, in the lineup. So, yeah, they're going to have to figure out something to do with Lance one way or the other. Well, I mean, how many years did Aaron Rodgers sit behind Brett Favre? Uh, I want to say three or four, yeah. Three start, or four. He got drafted around like 2005 and then didn't start until But you remember there was that, there was that pressure for them to start playing Roger or Rogers over Favre. And that's, and then Favre left. And then they started with Rogers. It was kind of the same thing with Steve Young and Joe Montana. The year that Steve Young lost to the Cowboys, his second loss to the Cowboys, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, or his first one, it might've been his first one. Joe was healthy. Joe was the backup quarterback and George Seifert decided to play Steve Young for the detriment. Steve did not play well. And played okay, but did not. They lost that first Cowboys NFC Championship to Michael Irvin and all those beasts of the Cowboys team. But Joe was healthy, so there's always this transfer of like we want this guy to play over the veteran. And I'd love to see Jimmy get us a ball, and I'd love to see us re-sign Jimmy and have Lance sit behind him for a couple more years because Aaron Rodgers was amazing, and you can't take that away from him. His sitting behind Brett Favre didn't help him be amazing. Uh. It definitely gave him the opportunity to learn without the pressure of having to perform. Agreed. I think that so, helps, though. It does in the right but, situation. But, you Mah- know, it's a it's a what what have you done for me lately league? So yeah. Mahomes if, if sat one the, year. Yeah, right? you, uh, yeah, the first year behind Alex Smith. Behind but then if, Alex. You, like, if you have the draft capital to take that guy in that spot and say we wasted a number one pick on this guy that we're not going to play for three seasons, like that's where the GM and the coach have to all be on the same page with the owner. Like that we all have the same idea, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I think this was their plan. They felt they had a Super Bowl-ready roster. They obviously had been there. They had injuries the prior year. They felt they had the roster. They felt like one of the weaknesses was when Jimmy gets hurt, that they need something to come in in case he does get hurt because our backups were terrible, and they decided to use all this draft capital but get Jimmy one more chance, and he's come through for them. And this is the perfect dream world for so far for John Lynch that they win the bowl and they have they don't have draft picks but they've got a great quarterback and a Super Bowl ready team and I don't think we lose too many guys next year uh, I'm not sure though but um, focus on this game go Niners I'm talking too much go Niners all right well enjoy the game enjoy the rest Bye. of your day go take uh take the dogs out whatever you need to I gotta watch, watch, watch Peacemaker Peacemaker watch the D's I watched I'm like so close this whole week was just literally counting down the seconds Every second I looked, I'm like, it's still this and, and one more sleep. And I, I just got to get through this day. I'll probably be playing Madden all day. It's the first time in several years where I've actually wanted to get the new Madden and play it just to, I feel like, exercise those demons. Like the Bills oh, yeah. have been good, so I haven't needed to play. And now all of a sudden it's like the way they lost. I'm like, shit. Yeah, I mean, don't wait, dust yeah. off Madden. No, don't you can, do you it. Can't, did you ever get this year's version? No, the last time I got it was, I don't know, like three years ago. Get it next year. I mean, you get yeah. probably get a good deal on it this year as it, yeah. as it comes to the end of the season. But that, that, each preceding year, like they're currently, there's Madden Bowl matches today at four o'clock, three o'clock. For the tournament, if you win the Madden Bowl, it's 250 G's in your pocket. Nice. So these video game tournaments, and obviously it's just going to each year keep getting more and more. And again, these pros are good. Like I'm trying, like perfect world for me. I'd love to be a Madden pro. And these pros are good, but they just exploit the game. And that's always been like that, right? It's yeah. always been like you exploit the weaknesses in the game. There's certain kids that go on YouTube and show you what play works. And then these players watch the YouTube and they learn how to do that play. And then every dude you're playing that is high level is running the same shit. And I'm not saying I'm a, the best Madden player, but I'm really good at, and I could be much better. I should work with these pros, but I have a, I've played it a lot. And I and it just, it's the, what I play Madden ultimate team as a lot of just having the best players, right? You're collecting these cards to create the best possible team. So when I go online and play this dude has spent however much money and played the game so much, he has a fucking beast of a team and he's exploiting the game. So every time I play, it's the hardest player against the exploits of the game. And it's stressful. And it's hard, but I love it. And I know if you just gave me the same team as some of these pros, it would not be that much of a blowout. Um, and so I still, I'm 40 years old, trying to be the <laughs> oldest Madden player ever to get into these tournaments. So I think until I'm 50, I'll keep playing because you know, event each year, the, the tournaments are just gonna have more tournaments, more money because more fan base is getting into it. And there's now a community and a collective that there always was before, but now even more so. Uh, with the COVID happening because everyone stays inside and you can get more access to these tournaments. Uh, I don't know if there'll ever be live Madden tournaments anymore, uh, but I love it and I stream it. No one watches. <laughs> yeah. Do you still stream it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in a league um, that you have to stream it. It's like this one guy who has a bunch of followers on Twitter and, and I got accepted into his league and I'm actually the bills. So I had to nice. buy the bills jerseys. Uh, on the MUT store and I had to buy the stadium. And so now one of my lineups is Bills. Uh, I mean, I played a guy the other day. I was the Jets. I streamed it, but I forgot to change my uni. So I played as the 49ers. But uh, I'm the Bills in this league and you have to stream it. And he announces it through his. Uh, and I'm just trying to build my name. But the only way you can kind of build it, because it's so boring to watch Madden. It's boring. 
Uh, but if you win, people will start to watch how you play to see how you're winning. So all I'm trying to do is win. Uh, and I play kind of boring. I play like ball control offense because the game is so like, you have a guy with a great arm, he's got escape artists so he can run out and they throw bombs and their dots, uh, touchdowns. That's all people want to do. When I play, I'm playing with, I'm going to run it three yards right here. I'm going to do a little counter right here for two yards. It's third and five. I'm going to do a little out. Oh, got six yards. And now I'm just marching down the field. It is not fun to watch. Move but the chains. It, it is football <laughs> and I love it. And uh, yeah, I hope to one day be a, a Madden superstar. But that those are pipe dreams. I'd much rather be an analyst and finish school priorities <laughs> yeah exactly finish school then maybe go back to madden then be an analyst on your own madden stream and yeah you're following that way yeah talk can't wait. talk your audience through what you're doing rather no, than I just sitting I there see. quietly i exactly i focus when i play i'm like locked in and just trying to think about what they're doing if i'm trying to talk and talk my way through it i feel like my play suffers right just think out loud yeah. Think out loud. But then when you play one of these like high level guys, I guess I wonder like you're watching how this guy plays. So I'm just every time I'm playing, I'm like, this is how I play, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I guess you have to do that. No, be like, all right, let's see what kind of defense he's going to line up in. All right. I'm seeing four, three here. I don't really yeah. trust it. He's played. A, he's played a lot of nickel today or I'm going to they play. Everyone I, plays I expect, a three, him, three, I expect five. him to go to this position. Yeah. They yeah, all play three, 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 three five. five. Run, on that. Run on it all day. They all play three through five and they play and it's tough to run because they play with these beast middle linebackers and the game is just, you know, a lot of, if you go through the Madden Twitter, there's a lot of uh, criticism on the game and it's well-deserved because the game kind of does some freaky things. Um, but it's still really fun. And each Madden gets better every single year, in my opinion. And I can't wait for next year's version. And I hope that Mahomes being on the cover, the curse finally catches up to him. It finally got Brady. Brady's on the cover of Madden next year. He retires. Like, what are you doing, Tom? And he was on the, this year's cover was Mahomes and Brady, two goats. That was their whole marketing campaign. And Mahomes has fought it off uh, and he's gotten to the AFC championship, but maybe Joe Burrow is going to take him down. Yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't have to get hurt for that to happen. I don't want him to get hurt. Exactly. I just want him to lose. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting talking. day tomorrow. Can't wait. I'll text you during, I'll try to text you during the Bengals game and I'll text you during the Niners game if I feel, sometimes when I'm watching it and something happens, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to text Nick. That makes me so mad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll be at the game. Enjoy the moment. If you feel the need to text probably me, I'll drink. be watching. Yeah. I'm not going to drink too much. I know we're Ubering and my buddy wants to get really drunk. I'm going to have a beer so I can get loud and get You want to remember the game though. I want, I'm going to have one of those big beers because that gets you in a good mood to like scream and be loud and I'm loud. <laughs> I am saying things. I'm not like, heckling people but i am like i feel like when i go to a game i'm saying maybe more than, than some others yeah i mean that's what but you're this there, is the that's game what you're to there go for. to do that yeah that is the game so enjoy it whatever you'll have time to text me at halftime if you want there's I quarter will. breaks there's tv timeouts i'll tell you what they go up 21 nothing skunk i'm texting yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right rams time to quit throw the controller 21 0 skunk it's over right Yep. <laughs> it's over. You know it's never over until well, I'll never think a game's over now with anyone at quarterback. The fact that Mahomes can do it in 13 seconds. <laughs> I know. Thanks for the reminder. It's not Sorry. over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. So fucking stupid. All right, babe. You got All any right. final words? You got the final words. Happy football Sunday. That's right. Take care, everybody. See you. Go Niners. Go Niners.
Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Scheiss Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. Go Bills.